Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. Do us a favor, mash that subscribe button, hit the bell for notifications, and of course, comment down below and upvote the video itself. I'm here with John Gillespie from the Grove Report. They've been doing fantastic work over there at the website, and they have a lot of stuff to talk about now. You've got a Sweet 16 run by the Lady Revs. Vanderbilt has sweeped, swept Ole Miss baseball to the point where now Ole Miss has fallen to, I think, 13th and D1. And spring starts today. Now, I'm not talking about the season. I'm talking about the one that matters, spring football. How are you doing, John? I'm doing well. How are you doing, Stephen? I'm doing absolutely fantastic. Stayed up, watched that nerve-wracking basketball game to where Ole Miss scored one basket in the fourth quarter and won the game. It still blows my mind a little bit. But they were able to get the W. They moved to the Swick 16. Honestly, it's an area where they used to live back when Van Chancellor was running the Lady Rebs. Coach O is getting them back to that point. Um, they have we, We're recording this before Texas and Louisville play, so we don't know what the opponent will be. But talk about this team a little bit and what it means. Well, I think, um, you know, you mentioned that the success they had, uh, you know, those, you know, a decade or two ago. Um, of course, when I was in school, which I say that like it was so long ago uh, at Ole Miss, but um, this team was a doormat, right? I mean, that's what this program had kind of turned into was a doormat in the SEC. And I think that the the rise that Coach Joe has been able to put on this program, I mean, she was given time to do it, but it has been really fast. I mean, based on going from, pretty much the worst program in the SEC to now you're one of the last 16 teams remaining in the big dance. I mean, I think that's incredible. And I think that, um, you know, the community of Oxford, the Ole Miss community has really bought into Coach Joe's personality. Um, and I think that's helped them buy into this program because she's very straightforward, right? I mean, in, in her interviews and stuff, she gives great quotes. I mean, she's very straightforward, very energetic. Um, and I, I think it's huge because, you know, with – the weekend that baseball had and, you know, the season that bas- that men's basketball had, um, you know, it was it was a really good time, I think, for Ole Miss fans to have something pretty historic happen um, over over the weekend. Yeah, um, like I said, we're recording before Louisville and Texas play, but that's either a four or a five seed that Ole Miss is going to get. And I talked about in the segment before this one about how women's basketball is a little bit diff- a different animal, like – the top two seeds are really good. The super elite, it's amazing. And then once you get below that, there's a gap that's probably bigger than any other sport. So anytime you can knock off a number one seed, it is a major deal and you need to kind of write home about it. And honestly, this was a situation whenever Ole Miss came close against LSU. Ole Miss came close against South Carolina. South Carolina got him again in the SEC tournament. But it was like the only thing that was left for Coach Yo to do was to start winning some of these games. And now that has started as well. Yeah, and, you know, I, I think that um, – I think at least from the fan base perspective, I think that most people believed that she was able to win these games. But to actually see it happen is something completely different, right? And um, now, like you said, I mean, the, the, the Ole Miss program has reached that point. And I, I really like the point you made that, yes, women's basketball is so different than – you know, even men's basketball, as far as the one and two seeds are concerned, because those are historically dominant programs usually, and especially dominant in that in that season alone. 
Um, so it's it's a huge deal, and the fact that it came on Stanford's home floor makes it even bigger. Yeah, let's change gears a little bit um, for a little bit of bad news, honestly. Um, Ole Miss, the defending national champions, which I always like to say that every week, um, defending national champions, went up to Vanderbilt and they got swept. Um, Vanderbilt came out, their pitcher on Thursday night, the lefty was just absolutely awesome. He was throwing 95 on the black. Um, they pitched the heck out of the ball all weekend, kind of took control, never relinquished it. Um, either Vanderbilt is actually the 27 Yankees or we just had a really bad weekend. What, what do you think, John? I do think Vanderbilt's really good. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think they're the 27 Yankees, but uh, I do think they're they're really talented. And, um, you know, I guess that's kind of some really hard-hitting analysis there that Vanderbilt has some some solid arms, right? Like we've never seen that before. Yeah, that's um, completely new. Yeah, but uh, I do think they are a very good team, and I think Ole Miss had a bad weekend, right? Which, yes, a sweep is always a bad thing for your team, but at the same time, you know, I think myself and some other people, um, whether they be fans or media or whoever, thought that there would be some growing pains this year. And once Hunter Elliott went down, you know, and hopefully he's he's kind of on the mend a little bit. But once he went down, you know, those those growing pains were going to be even more noticeable. And um, so I think this weekend was a little bit of that. I don't think it's time to push a panic button or anything on this season. Um, this team can still hit. They, you know, the, the freshman arms are going to have to grow up um, throughout the course of the year, which we already kind of knew that anyway. But, um, again, I, I think it's one bad weekend. And baseball is such a sport that you can't you can't take just one weekend and then write off the entire season, right? Because I mean we saw that case in point last year when Ole Miss started, I believe it was seven and fourteen in SEC play and wound up winning the national championship. So um it's, there's definitely some work to do, some some young guys that are gonna have to step up and improve as the year goes on. But um all in all, I think it's just one bad weekend. All right, let's change gears again. It's the first day of spring practice today. Um, debut of Pete Golding, um, big, huge, massive spring for Jackson Dart, as we saw on yesterday's Locked On Ole Miss podcast. And we also, Spencer Sanders is supposedly going to start throwing the ball in spring. And of course, Walker Howard, who's a dark horse, because if neither one of those impressed during spring, I think in the fall, Walker Howard has a legit chance to do it. What storylines are you looking forward to this spring? So really there's two things, and they, they sound a little bit like cop-out answers because I think they're kind of big picture, but um, I think it's probably the two most important questions facing the program right now, and that's one, yes, quarterback. Who's who's going to be the starting quarterback? Um, I'm a quarterback guy, love covering quarterbacks, love watching quarterbacks. Um, they become kind of the face of your program a little bit, and I think that Ole Miss – you know, obviously is going to have to figure that out. I mean, that's breaking news right there. But um, that's something I'm really interested to see. You know, is it, like you said, is Spencer Sanders going to be able to throw? Um, and if so, how much? Uh, what do they look like in, in the system? Has Dart taken a step? Um, things of that nature. And then, two, the flip side, like you said, what does Pete Golding's defense look like? I, I wrote, uh, I believe it was yesterday, that, um, you know, his, his his scheme is going to look different than what we saw a season ago. Um, and where, where does he plug and play some of these pieces, whether they be returning guys or whether they be guys that Kiffin secured out of the transfer portal? Um, you know, and, and just seeing kind of what that product looks like on the field a little bit 
um, that that's going to be the two things I watch closely. And, and I'm an offensive minded guy. So the quarterbacks will stand out to me more, I think. Um, but I will be, you know, paying, paying special close attention to the defense as well. All right. What do you think about only the Saturday practices being opening open to the media? Uh, personally, it doesn't bother me. Um, I, I'm not one that just loves to go and sit at these, these practices because really it's uh, some of them are very vanilla and they're working on a lot of things, working out kinks, ironing out wrinkles, so to speak. Um, I'm, I'm not one that really gains a lot from that. Um, but I do also understand that with a new coordinator, especially on defense with a new coordinator there, um, maybe not wanting everything to be open, like, you know, every, every single practice to be open. I do, I do get that. Um, so, and I mean, that's kind of the world we live in, right? I mean, things are, things like this are secretive until they can't be anymore. And, uh, so, you know, that's just something we kind of have to deal with, but from a media perspective, it, it doesn't really bother me. Okay. Also, before we get out of here, um, stick around afterwards. Um, I have a question for you as well. But anyway, I want to tell everybody, thank you again for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. Make sure you check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. We also have a Locked On Women's College Basketball, by the way. Everything you need to know about college basketball in one place, plus you get to hear from big name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. It's Locked On College Basketball. It's available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. Thank you so much, John, for stopping by, man. And I look forward to talking to you again next week. Absolutely. Always a joy, Stephen. Thank you. All right. Thanks, bud.